Hey everyone, this is Mark Kester at the Players NIL Podcast. I'm excited to introduce my guest today, Mr. Aaron Eisman. Aaron, thank you for joining us and welcome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me and I'm excited to talk today and give some, uh, some knowledge and feedback, but I appreciate you having me on. Perfect. So we'll get into some of your career in the middle of the podcast and the, and the book that you wrote and then get a chance to, for you to share some wisdom with our audience. But, you know, part of what I want to do is make sure that people are relatable and in, in, in our world, we're in the sports world. And so, you know, I ask all of my guests and I'll ask you, you know, tell me about your early relationship with sports, with athletics, maybe in a childhood experience or an exposure to a game, a family relative, a neighbor that, you know, taught you something or brought you somewhere, gave you a baseball mitt. Share with us some of your early memories of uh, sports and athletic events. You know, um, my dad, I would say, worked in a job where you couldn't talk as much about his job on a daily basis and give us that stuff. But that's where it led to sports for my I have a, I have a brother, older brother, my dad and the three of us would bond over sports every day. Um, we consume it as much as possible. I mean, we go to Dodgers games used to have these great rates that you could go for 40 bucks for four people and get hot dogs and drinks and all that stuff. And so we used to go to Dodgers games. We used to listen to Vince Scully. We used to go to Rose Bowl games. My dad is a Penn State alum. Um, we used to consume in other ways. I mean, I'd go to sports camp every summer. I would play in tournaments, uh, you know, at golf tournaments. I wasn't very good, but I played in them. Um, you know, I would... Uh, consume it with reading about it every every day or every other day since middle school to high school I read the LA Times read people that Los Angeles Times and read people that I grew up just loving watching TJ Bill Dwyer TJ Symes uh, Jay Adande Bill Plaschke all these guys that are a great part of why I love what I do today but you know it was always for us it was always sports 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 is is my dad, even if I get home today, like from work, he, the first thing he might say is not how it was work. He might say, did you know there's Lakers Clippers tonight? So, you know, that's, um, that's kind of the way we, we, we talk and schmooze around the house, but it's always been a part of my life probably ever since I was four or five years old. Well, that's awesome. And look, you know, fandom comes in all different uh, formats. And uh, those of us that were fortunate enough to play sports, you know, we got to uh, participate, but we were fans too. And that's probably why we became involved in the sports industry. And, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about your career. So you, you have this childhood, you, you grew up with all this, you know, talking around the kitchen table and, and sharing with your dad. And, you know, you go to college and you're trying to figure out what to do and you have intellectual interests and you have personal interests. And how did sports shape your studies and then transition into your early career movement? You know, um, I think like everyone that grows up, they want to play, you know, high school and then collegiate and then professional one day. And obviously at some point, and I read this in my book, I, my brother gave me the realization there's like 0. 0.000 bunch of 0% chance of you making the NBA, which I thought, you know, one day maybe I'd be the Jewish Larry Bird, but that, that obviously that dream didn't work out. Um, but in a way it turned into now I got to work in sports. I got to do something in sports. And for me, my passion was writing in high school. I wrote for the newspaper. I'd cover our football team our our swimming team, whatever it was, I'd cover it all. And um, so that led me to want to become a sports writer. And that's what I thought my career path was going to be. I went through journalism school at Indiana university. 
I saw us, you know, I covered the um, number one team with Cody Zeller, Victor Oladipo, Christian Watford. I, I watched us beat Kentucky on national TV. I stormed the court a couple of times. I mean, it was great to be in college as a, as a sports writer and as a student itself. Um, and, you know, I think that that transition happened in 2013, where I was just like, do I want to work for some small town newspaper writing about high school gymnastics on a Friday, which I had offers to do that? Um, or do I want to go in the big media world? And, and that's kind of what led me to my, my second job. My first job was the startup that wasn't really in the media world. It was just a sports tech company. But my second job uh, with Turner Sports led me to this belief of uh, I can actually do social media and my writing background helps me do that and my journalism degree and all that stuff. So um, what, what was really nice about that is I learned how to write well. Then I wanted to transition and there wasn't careers in social media in 2013, 2014. I was fortunate enough to be a part of the first social media team at Turner Sports to run NBA on TNT, NBA TV, March Madness. I mean, I have great stories with all the guys that you watch on TV. Um, I was in the green room with them at one point or another. Um, so gave me great experience. I wanted to keep doing it. I, after my one-year contract ended at Turner Sports, I went up to Bleacher Report in the heydays, I would say, of Bleacher Report changing the social media game from 2015 to 2018. Spent three years there, loved it, and then just wanted to come back home to L.A. and uh, got a position with the NFL to run NFL Network social media channels for a full season um, and just loved you know, having working on a Sunday and there's 30 TV screens all around all of the whole room and you're just always paying attention to something, whether it's red zone or this game, that game, whatever it is. Um, so all my experiences led me to where I am today. And when I started my own consulting company and other things that I can get into later, but it was always, I, I knew I was a good writer. I knew I could write well. And I just saw things getting more digital, social media focused. Uh, branding focus, and I decided to take a right turn and go in that direction for my career. That's awesome. I mean, you're, you're, you're 30 years old and you're living the dream that most kids would, would die to, to be part of. And so talk to me about your experience in athletics as a fan, your family's mm -hmm. passion for it. You go to college, you want to be the next great sports writer. You interact with all of these talented people on and off the court. What are some of the lessons that you learned about life, about work, about working with people? Share with the audience, you know, some of the, the lifelong lessons that you've already acquired through this experience and this exposure to athletes and athletics. You know, I think, I think athlete, athletics teaches you a lot, um, you know, teaches you to work hard to not stop practicing until you, you know, nail a skill. But, um, you know, as a, high school golfer when we won city championships in LA, um, Los Angeles, this was kind of a, um, a thing was, you know, with the coaches just keep getting better at each part of your game. And just like the same thing can transfer over to basketball or tennis or volleyball, or any other sport, there's not a perfect player and you can always get better. And each and every day you got to keep getting better at, at what you can do. You know, you might be good at, you know, shooting the hoop from three point, but you might not you have any have any paint moves, um, you know, to really show you what you can do there. And so I think I learned, yeah, this sense of hard work, practicing, getting better each day, um, even if it's like one percent better each day, which I know is, is preached in books. I think you always improve yourself personally and professionally. And athletes, athletics teaches you that is, 
sports can make you a better human being, but it also can make you a better teammate and a better person on and off the court or on and off the field. Um, so I think that's helped me. Um, and then I, I think my parents preached more than the coaches did, but maybe the coaches did as well. And I'm just blanking on it, but the, my parents taught me to have this like sponge mentality. And I don't know when they said this to me, but it was always kind of a thing where, you know, whether it's coaches or mentors or players around, you, you can always learn from somebody that from, you know, anyone from the intern to the CEO, you can always learn from somebody in the company or in on a team. So when I had this idea of um, how to improve myself with athletics, how to improve myself in my career, it's to always learn from others and to grow yourself that 1% better every day. And I think I've used that to just continue to get better at what I do because I'm not, I'm not the top person in sports social media, but one day maybe I can be. But right now I just want to get better and better each day and work to a goal that I can achieve. And, and I think athletics teaches you goals and this you know, growing sponge mentality and uh, hard work and effort. And that all plays to, your, you know, to skills on and off the court, which is what I love about sports in general. Yeah, I mean, great answer. And, uh, you know, I think as a parent, uh, I hope that that would be what my kids would get from it, right? So, you know, uh, to your brother's point, the percentage of kids that make it, people that make it, you know, it's, it's so small. And uh, God bless Larry Bird, but you're no Larry Bird, right? <laughs> no, I'm 5'10". Right. I didn't but, get past six foot. But you figured out how to use those experiences to better your life and, and presumably better the life of the people around you. So, uh, so great answer. And, and I love it. And it's our connection to sports that we have and the players NIL believes in, in giving back. And so I want to talk about one of your, your projects and it's a book called the evolution of sports, social media. So tell me what the genesis of it was. Tell me, you know, give me the synopsis and, and some of the conclusions uh, after writing the book. You know, I, I spent uh, ever since leaving college in 2013, now it's almost nine years I spent in the professional world, um, really, you know, this may be nine years, um, really focusing my attention on social media. Um, and I think in the early days, 2013, 2014, maybe 2015, people just thought social media was some random job you can get and you're just posting for a brand and you're not... And the intern can run it, you know, social media to the to the other person. But I to anyone, you know, a PR person or anyone else, a marketing person in the company. But really, it started to slowly become over the years become like a really uh, important part of an organization. Um, where I am at Green Park Sports, and I'll get into a little bit more. I very much have controls over the outlook and the PR of the company itself because that's what help people connect to us is through social media. So what I've learned through my book, and I did over hundred interviews um, with sports professionals, athletes, um, you know, CEOs of, of teams, everyone I talk to, the message is, is branding is important. Social media is important. Content is king, which is I wrote about my book a few times. Um, and there's other principles that more than you than that it's more than just an intern posting every day. There's a lot of skills it takes, writing ability, creative abilities, um, strategy. I preach to, to the younger generation to expose yourself to all kinds of parts of social media. It's more than just what am I posting today? It's what am I posting tomorrow, the next week and the week after. And if you can kind of get in that mentality and bring the creative 
juices to the table, you can be successful with this. But, um, you know, I've learned, you know, that over time, social media is a deep skill you can learn and it's, it's productive for a lot of companies to have that. And in essence, every phone we have in our hands is a mini computer and every social media um, tool or platform is in essence, our media outlet to the world. And so we share content that either connects to our, our following or doesn't or reaches new following or, you know, hates on by a lot of people who knows, but it's, it's, I've, I've learned that social media is a powerful tool, good and bad uh, for a lot of people's lives. But for me, it's been good for the most part. And I'm glad that this book, the genesis of the book was, I love sports writing. I've always wanted to write a book. I, I want to write a book by the time I'm 30 and I hit 30 and I, I accomplished that. I wrote my book and, um, you know, I learned a lot through writing this book. And I think I, I showed you know, the world essentially, or anyone who wants to buy it on Amazon, that there is this sense of social media is bigger than some, what majority of the world thinks it is. It's, it's big for a company. It's big for a person. It's big for a lot of people, but uh, I love it. I love what I do on a daily basis. And I love the impact I can make on people's lives with what I've done over these last eight years. Awesome. And so the name of the book again is what? The evolution of sports social media. It was going to be called the golden era of sports social media, but um, is to be honest, really for that, right? It, it is, you know, it's still happening. Social media, it's still changing and evolving. So that's why it's the evolution. But um, you learn from the early days of, you know, um, there, the, there's out the pre MySpace, AOL Instant Messenger. Um, there's, there's. Uh, a lot of different outlet uh, media, plat social media platforms that people learn about. And then you learn about the genesis and the evolution of it, but you learn a lot about, you know, important um, skills along the way. So it's definitely, it's an evolution of it. And uh, it's exciting to share my story, but also the story of a lot of other people. Awesome. Great stuff. And uh, I look forward to, to, to reading the book myself. So we only have a couple minutes left, but Aaron, I want to, you know, you've touched on a little bit, but, you know, for our audience, you know, again, you to many people are at the top, although you may not feel that, you know, you're at the top of the mountain, man. You, you, you're living your dream. You're following your passion. You've accomplished things. You set goals, all the things that we want kids to uh, to aspire to do and to be. So, you know, give us some wisdom to, to young Aaron at age 17 or 18, if you could go back and, you know, with your golden era of experience. <laughs> You know, yeah. share with our audience some some words of wisdom. Give us a few nuggets on the way out. You know, I think uh, you brought the right word and passion. I think my parents. You know, I was, I was. Landed um, in Ellis Island, and her father was trying to build a business, and uh, what whatever happened, but. Um, I learned that my parents eventually, they, their generation was all get the education, get a good 20 year job that you just work at and you do your thing. And they taught me about passion um, and do your passion about doing. Don't get the accountant. Sorry, the accountants out there. Don't be an accountant or a lawyer or whatever you want to be that just because it makes the money or pays the bills or it. Um, but it doesn't give you the happiness that you want in your life. And I think my parents taught me, do something you're passionate about doing. And it took me, you know, time to figure that out. I mean, I was very focused on being a sports writer and that's what I've wanted to be since I was 13, 14 years old. It turned into being a social media manager 
or expert in the space. Um, but I, I want to do something that I'm passionate about. And every day is different. Every day is fun. I enjoy what I do. It doesn't feel like work uh, most of the time. And, um, you know, I think that, and like I said earlier, you know, being a sponge, soaking up all the knowledge from all the people around you is always going to help you and not hurt you. I mean, you learn from good and bad experiences, um, who you are, how to become better as, as a person, as a professional, and what you have onto future generations for yourself, pass on the people around you. But, um, you know, that and, you know, you know, this just came up on my thought process, but just be a good person, be a good person, be a good person, people around you. I always say build bridges, maintain bridges, never burn bridges. Love it. That's great advice. So, well, Aaron, you've been a great guest. We really appreciate you uh, participating in the Players NIL podcast. Um, and we look forward to continuing our relationship and following your career. So have a great day and thank you, my friend. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it.